Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays a Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and I debated whether I needed a third cold brew before I sat down to record this. I, I went with no. So I was listening to um, one of my friend's podcasts yesterday uh, because I missed her and I haven't talked to her in a while. And so the next best thing uh, was listening to her. Well, no, I mean, the next best thing is talking to her, obviously, but she busy. And I knew that, you know, it's like 730 in the morning. I'm putting makeup on. Yeah, I don't really have time to talk. Uh, so I just listened to her podcast and she's just so calm and serene and like takes time to say words that come out of her mouth. And I'm just thinking, like, wow, I don't talk like that. That's good. That's good. That's probably because of the amount of caffeine. But I do actually, now that we're talking about it, I think I might have a problem. Like I know, you know, like we joke about like, oh, we all have problems. We have, we all have problems. Um, but yesterday I had a like venti cold brew. Are you, am I supposed to say venti or benti? I think there's something weird about the likes. There's some hang up in my head back from Spanish class when like you kind of pronounced a V like a B, but I don't remember if that was only when it was like in Portuguese Spanish or some, what is it? Portuguese, Spanish? but that's completely different. So there's some hang up in my head that still when I'm ordering from Starbucks, well, actually, if we're real honest, we are on like seven different tangent levels now. Um, I just want to say large. I would like, no, it's a freaking large. And, but anyways, um, sometimes I say venti, but in my head, every time I'm like, oh, am I saying like jalapeno to them? Basically, am I supposed to say ben venti? Um, but I don't think I am. I think it doesn't really matter. Um, what were we talking? Oh, okay. So I order a large cold brew from Starbucks and it's like, 2.30 and I take it down in like a half hour, like before I start adjusting people, pretty much it is empty by the time I'm adjusting my second person for the afternoon. We start at three. Um, and on my way home from work at 5.30, I was like exhausted, like coming off that caffeine. Like it was yeah, like some people can't sleep if they had that much caffeine. And I'm like, I think I need another hit so I can stay up until 9 p.m. 
So I might actually have a problem. Um, so new developments. I think this is exciting. I want your support on this. Uh, well, no, you can support me if you want. Um, so Kirby and I bought a, a lake cabin, a cabin on a lake. Um, and it's about 20 minutes from where we live. This was kind of this talk about marital compromise. Um, I wanted to move on to a lake, just like get a more expensive home that was on a lake. And Kirby informed me that if we moved on to a lake, that we would be the kind of people who never got to travel and couldn't afford a boat. And I was like, well, that sucks. I don't want to do that. Um, what's the point of living on a lake if we can't get a boat? And so our compromise was we bought a cabin that we will occasionally hang out at, but will rent out for Airbnb. Um, and like everything in real estate, you know, we got the idea a week later, I'm like, hey, what about, you know, we knew what cabin or what lake we wanted to be on. Like, what about this one? And then you look at it and then you're like, yeah. And then, you, you know, you put an offer in and all of a sudden you bought a house. And um, it's currently June 30th. And the idea to even move to a lake didn't come until like May 18th. So <laughs> things move quickly around here. Um, and so, yeah. So that is a thing. You know, it's funny because I remember in May, I was prepping for Mile High, you know, and because I still get nervous for talks. I just, I get nervous for podcasts. Like, I just want it to be really good. And when people are like, oh, did you do your best? I'm like, no, probably not. Like, I don't know. Like, my best? Do you guys ever get hung up on that? Of like, did I do my best? Well, no. Uh the idea of like doing my best to me, that's like PRing, right? Like do your best in a half marathon is like, get the best time you've ever got. And, and Kirby and I get into discussions about this. He's like, no, do your best at that moment. And, and I'm like, yeah, but if I would have done my best while training or prepping, my best would have been better in that moment. It's hard to be married to me. Okay. I think we're five minutes into the podcast. We haven't gotten anything accomplished except you knowing I have a caffeine addiction and it's, it's gotta be a trip to be my friend or be married to me. So anyways, so, you know, I'm prepping for mile high. I'm like, I'm going to give it my best. <laughs> and then the week after mile high, we had a perfect storm, um, which anytime I give a community talk, I'm not so worried about the actual talk because I've given that one multiple times. You know, it's a talk on, uh, basically how subluxation can affect ADHD, anxiety, all, all the yada yada there. And, but it's more the anticipation that I want a room full of people. Like I want 40 people there to talk to. So there's just a lot of stress in May. And I just kept thinking like, okay, June 9th is going to come. That was the day of my talk. And I'm going to get home. I'm going to be done with the community talk. Mile high will be behind me. And I'll just be able to like enjoy summer and just relax, just truly relax. And two days before June 9th, on June 7th, we put an offer in on this cabin and got an accepted offer. So <laughs> there you go. Okay. Anyways, so we have this cabin. Um, oh my gosh. So my brain, we're just going to keep going with the like how messed up I am and how difficult it must be to be with me. Uh, so yesterday I, I started, you know, because it's 4th of July week. Okay. So we're taking actually ownership on July 1st tomorrow. Wait, is tomorrow Friday? Yes. Tomorrow's Friday in my mind. You're in the future. Um, 
So tomorrow we actually sign papers tomorrow morning at eight. And so yesterday all week, people are like, oh, what are your plans for 4th of July? And it's kind of this thing, you know, like it sounds really bougie to be like, oh, well, we bought a cabin on Red Cedar Lake. And, uh, um, but that's what our plans are. We're going to be renovating this cabin. We've got, we're taking ownership July 1st and we're hoping to have it like on Airbnb by July 18th. And there's quite a bit that needs to happen in that time. And so I'm like, well, we're going to be at Red Cedar actually painting and enjoying the lake and this. And so I was talking to people and one of my patients lives near there and she's like, oh, that's so cool. What a great idea for Airbnb. You have to go follow this, these other people who are fixing up a cabin on Red Cedar and they're on social media. Okay. So between you and I, I am a little competitive. So I, of course, even, you know, from within 48 hours of having an accepted offer, have named the cabin. It's called The Haven on Red Cedar. It wasn't like just me. Kirby and I named it. Uh, Kirby had created a logo and I grabbed the Instagram handle that I was going to want and started a social media. Now, I knew because I don't have a lot of footage. I'm not actually painting walls. I'm not really doing anything yet. I knew that I was very early in starting the social media and I knew nothing was really going to happen. Like, I think there's like a single reel there. Um, and I knew that like, okay, once we take ownership in July and start actually renovating, then I'll post things on this social media. But I was just, I don't know. I was excited. I wanted to start. So here I am three days before I even take ownership of the cabin, have not done anything with our social media and comparing myself to this account that she's like, oh yeah, you got to look it up. It's so cute. And so I find it and it is cute. They're adorable. They're fixing up this really cute, like weird egg shaped thing. Um, it's called like the dome home. Oh, that's cute because it is a dome. I can't name ours the dome home. Ours is a dome. Um, and so I'm like looking through their pictures and they've got like 200 and some followers. I have three. Well, because I'm not, you know, and so it's just ridiculous. I'm a ridiculous human because in my mind, because another couple is fixing up a cabin on the same lake and they are six months ahead of us in their social media and like their renovations, you know, they've got really cute style. Of course they do before and afters. And I'm like, oh, this is what I want to do. Um, I'm just, I feel all these weird feelings of comparison and like shame that I'm not there yet. And I haven't, I don't even own the house yet. You guys, I'm so messed up. Um, but that's what it's like to be like, I also pay this kind of competitiveness forward for my friends. <laughs> so when, um, back at my high, uh, I was at lunch with my friend Courtney Gowan. Well, and Nona Javid was there and Kirby. Okay. So it was the four of us at lunch and earlier in the day, um, a speaker had, a speaker had spoken on stage and I think her name was Heather. I don't remember her last name. She was wonderful. Okay. This is not about anti hair. And she's talking about her mission, how she wants to be like this, like representative of like childbirth and like very, very earth roots grounded, like hippy dippy organic shit, warrior mama type thing. And I'm sitting there. And even though she's wonderful, I'm thinking my friend Courtney 
has this mission. And so we're out at lunch and I'm like, Courtney, okay. So what were your thoughts with like the Heather thing and her saying that she's got this mission and she's doing this documentary and she's like, oh, I thought it was really great. And I was like, okay, so like, we're okay with this. We don't like, we're, and she's just laughing and I'm like, well, this is your, and she's like, no, 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 there's abundance. There's plenty for everyone to do this. And I'm like, okay, so I don't need to cut a bitch. Like, I wasn't going to cut Heather. I'm joking. That chick would have beat the shit out of me. Just so we're clear, I would have had no actual chance of, um, beating up Heather for my friend, Courtney. Uh, and, but in my brain, that wasn't what I was going to do. I was joking, going like, she sounds like she has a similar mission to you to like, ah, protect, protect my friend. Um, she just laughed. She's like, no, that's not at all. I'm happy for her. We have different missions. And like, even if we had the exact same one, the birth world needs more representation. And I'm like, yeah, yep. That's the godly advice. Yep. 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 That's yeah. Okay. But I do, I get off get off track real quick. I get like, I'll cut a bitch. Um, but once you're in my game, uh, that is what, that's what happens. Uh, but I will say all talk, absolutely all talk and no actual physical follow through. I would, I've never slapped someone. Um, I've never punched someone. I've never even wanted to. Well, I don't know if that's true, but I can't actually recall a time where I've wanted to. Uh, but I think I would lose. I, I'm like, Ooh. like I, Charlie was in jujitsu for like six months, my 10 year old. And like, sometimes we'll wrestle. And within seconds, I'm like, I remember that she has a lot more uh, physical like ability to put me in. I'm like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm gonna get hurt. So speaking of my girl gang, uh, I want to th- call out some thank yous to my newest Patreon. See that segue? Good job. Um, so we've got Sydney Ruth or Ralph. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Mariah Gibbs, Daniel Miner, Connor Thomas. Connor, sorry for saying you're in my girl gang, but you and your wife are. Uh, Sierra Shorts, Kelsey Smitherman, Chelsea Henney, um, Ann Chal, Madeline Plett, Brittany Neldeberg, Danae Fields, Haley Koch, Kelsey Razor Huddleston, Alexis with no last name. I like your style. Caitlin Flamin, Felicity, again, no last name. So Fired Podcast, Fiona Elsie, Caitlin Lant, Sue, again, no last name. Um, Thank you. Those are some of the most recent Patreon followers and supporters of She Slays the Day podcast. Um, those are at varying levels, $3.99 to $12.99 to $24.99. Um, all just thank you so much for helping support um, this podcast and keep going. If you want more information on how you can support the podcast, there's a link in show notes. Patreon in the gist of it is Patreon is a a platform that you can connect with your PayPal and support me. There's three different tiers. The lowest tier is $3.99. And that's just like less than a dollar a week to love on She Slays. Um, And then there's a $12.99 level where you get a 20 minute training every month. You also get access to bonus content. So for instance, last week we had Dr. Jen Givens on And we, um, afterwards, after the podcast you listened to her and I had about nine minutes of back and forth, like speed round questions. So you get extra content. Um, and then there's the 2499 level. So my question today actually comes from, um, that upper level. So the 20, the mid level gets a training this month, for instance, we are going to be talk. I'm going to be giving a training on how to not be a symptom based chiropractor. A lot of pediatric chiropractors think 
because they're not talking about back pain, that they're not symptom-based. And then they're shocked when they lose the patient because the colic went away and then the patient goes away. So we're going to be giving, I'm going to be giving a 20 minute training for this 1299 and up level of how to help that not happen. How to not be a symptom-based pediatric chiropractor. What kind of verbiage do you use in your day one, your day two, your table talk to make sure that when the symptom, when the patient gets better, they want to stick around. It's no question. Uh, so that's going to drop on July 13th. So when you're hearing this, you don't have a ton of time. Uh, if you're interested in that training to sign up on Patreon, um, and then today's question, this comes from the $24.99 level. So they get that 20 minute training and then they also get an hour long group coaching call. There's a couple other things, uh, submit a question and it is going to go to the front of the line. Like happened today with Heather's question. She budged right in front of like 10 other questions that I eventually need to answer, uh, on an episode. And then also if you're looking for an associate. Reminder to my Patreons, I think they're called patrons, but whatever. Um, if you're at that $24.99 level, if you are looking for an associate, make sure you reach out to me and I will drop a little mini ad for you on the podcast. Like so-and-so in Boulder, Colorado is looking for this, this, this. Um, so stay tuned for those too. Okay. So let's get to our question and then we'll pray and then we're going to answer some shit. So it says, hey, Lauren, I need your advice on my mindset and where I'm currently feeling stuck. Long story short, I'm at a place where I need to grow and expand, which I know means I need to hire an associate because I have two little ones at home and I can't work any more hours right now. But I need to bring in more money in order to afford said associate salary. So how do, my, how do I wrap my head around the situation? I kind of feel trapped between a rock and a hard place. So we, I have so, so much to say on this, um, but we're going to pray first to get all of our minds right before we handle this kind of a conversation and we're going to get going. <sighs> Take a breath. If you have also had two, two cold brews, connect with me just in that deep breath. Let the heart rate come down a little bit. God. I take this responsibility that you have shared with me so seriously. I don't know the path that you have for Dr. Heather. I don't know the path that you have in mind for all of the listeners. I do believe that there are multiple paths um, each and every one can take and that you will bless them as long as they are following discernment and checking in with you and making steps that you will be with them and, and guide them and they get off course, help direct them. Um, so help me speak your truth to people um, and not just put my opinion all over everything and guide them away from your intentions for their life and their journey um, and grant everyone the discernment to put what I say through that filter of this is for me, this is not for me, that resonates with my soul, that doesn't, um, and help them to just pick and choose what works and allow me to speak into them uh, the best that I can. In your name we pray, amen. Okay, so the first half of this um, is going to be what you need to hear. The second half is what you want to hear, okay? So I'm here for both. 
But this first half, I think, really needs to come out. I think I counted that you said the word need three times in your question. I, 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 for sure, too, I think there was a third. And I get it. You weren't like, oh, I wasn't really thinking about that too much. And like, um, but let's ask, like, do you need to grow? That's the first thing you said is I need to grow. And let's just check in here. So more than likely, you feel the need to grow for one or two reasons. Either one, you need more money. And oh my gosh, like, can we just every time I let's make let's not make this a drinking game. Um, but every time we hear the word need, we're just going to all do a little self check in with ourselves. We don't know Heather's story. Maybe she is like real in debt and like tax collectors are going to come and she needs more money. Okay. That might be the case. We're going to assume that like maybe the need to grow is coming from the societal pressure to constantly be seeing more people, being more productive, more productive to society. This external display that like I am worthy of love. I'm not just taking up space. Look at I'm being more productive every year because to be to be still would be to be stagnant and stagnation is death. And then I'm not worthy of love um, or, you know, fit in with society's expectations of me. So there's that. <laughs> There's also the potential of like, I need more money because I'm spending a lot and I need to be able to take my kids on vacation. I need to be able, you know, right now they're sharing a bedroom and I need a bigger house. Our car is old. I need upgrades to the car, you know, and I'm not going to put judgment on like those needs like, yeah, okay. But they are very first world things that like we can all hear it of like, ah, yeah, those are those are needs. Um, so we don't know. I don't know what you mean by you need to grow, um, but I'm going to shed just some like some insight. So Jay Shetty, a lot like about a year ago, I was listening to a podcast and he was talking about if you don't listen to his podcast, you should should. That's another drinking game we'll add, or thing we'll add to this should and need. Mm. Um, so I, I, I would encourage you if you're looking for an inspirational podcast to listen to it. And he was talking about how he gets asked a lot, how he got so successful in X, Y, or Z. And he talked about how he didn't do it all simultaneously. Like there were seasons where he was basically a workaholic and the time was to push, push, push in his business. And then the business got to a point where that could kind of coast and he realized his health, you know, he would working to, you know, the detriment of his health. And so he started being healthier. And so there, there was a season of this. And then I think, I don't know if he has kids, but like relationships came in and there was a season of dating and you know marriage and nurturing the relationship with his wife. And like, there are all these seasons and yes, you may be doing all these things simultaneously. It's not like he stopped working. He st didn't stop working out all of that, but like there are seasons where God is asking us to focus on something. And I want you to trust that it's okay to be right now where you are feeling called to be. And you were, you said you work two, three days. I don't have the question up in front of me anymore. Like you work two or three days a week 
and because you have two little ones. And I feel like even that, I, I feel like um, you needed to justify. I can just picture you talking to other chiropractors um, at conferences or online, you know, like, and compare like, and it's like, oh, well, I only work, I only work this many days a week, but it's because, and like, we do this, we do this as chiropractors. And I don't know, I don't know if Heather, or anytime I'm answering a question, there's all these assumptions. And so like, Heather, we don't know if this is for you or other people need to hear this. So like, don't take any shame or judgment where you're like, bitch, I don't feel that way at conferences. Okay. That's okay. Other people. Do. Um, so, you know, just check in. Do you feel like you should grow because that's just what you're supposed to do? Do you feel like you need to grow because you're, you know, not serving enough and you, you, or you need to make more money? Um, or do you want to grow? There's a should grow versus a need to grow versus a want to grow. And none of them are wrong. None of them are right. But check in and go, where am I at on this? Am I feeling like I should grow because that's just what a air quote successful business does? Do I feel like I need to grow and why? Or do I feel like I want to grow? So just from your question, I'm going to move forward with the assumption that you're somewhere between should and need. Okay. I don't really know, but you're somewhere between there. Um, I want to share Joanna Gaines story, um, with you. So, and I, anytime I'm like, I don't pay attention to like big details or even small details. So anytime I'm paraphrasing, I'm always laughing like, like two years, this is like three years ago, I heard this story and my brain, who knows what my memory has done to it to actually make it, is this still true? So fact check the shit out of this. In fact, just in case you haven't uh, heard this in a while, fact check the shit out of She Slays the Day podcast because most of this is my, in my opinion. And I'm like, I feel like there was a study this one time or this one person I talked to. Anyway, So Joanna Gaines, um, apparently her story was that she was starting to get pretty successful, her and Chip. I don't, you know, um, and she actually turned down many opportunities and stopped to be a stay at home mom. And for, I think like four years, it might've even been closer to 10. It was a long time when I heard the story of like, oh my gosh, that's a long time. It's enough time to let you, any momentum you had pretty much fizzle out. Okay. Like if I stopped podcasting for four years and tried coming back, I mean, I would, but you can imagine that like the, any momentum I had, like it might be a little bit to get as many listeners as we had. So do that on like 10 times scale with what she was doing down in Texas. So she takes a pretty long, very long break, four to 10 years. Fact check people. Um, and when she came back within a year, like she had solidified a deal with HGTV and within another year had like exploded. And she talks about how like if it's yours, it will be there for you. Okay. If she accomplished in about a year's work what could like some will never accomplish some will spend 30 40 years their entire career working towards the success that chip and joanna Gaines got on 
like just Target, HGTV, everything, um, book deals. And some people will chase that and never, ever, ever, most people, in fact, will never, ever come close to that level of success. But she shares that story with people because she listened to the season she was in. She listened to what she was being called to do internally and trusted that she could take that time to be a mom and that when she was ready to come back, it would be there for her. She trusted that she didn't have to keep pushing right now and that, you know, if truly if it was hers, it would be there. So if you feel like right now you only want to work the two or three days that you are because you're being called to be with your family and be meant like, and you know, maybe you're not even with the kids the remaining days. Like maybe they go to daycare and school, but like mentally that day is off. So you can be the mom for them, the wife that you can be like, you don't need my permission, but here it is. You have my permission to listen to what God, universal energy, your internal, um, compass is telling you to do and trust that it'll be there for you. I can almost guarantee that there will be a time in your future that you will want to grow. The stars will align. Your energy will be refilled. Your passion for business and marketing and just strategy and think like opportunities will start lining up and you will be on fire for growth in your business. And I don't know if you're there now or if it's six months from now or six years from now, maybe it's 15 years from now. Also, hey, can we just like side note that like, mm, it might, you might never. <laughs> like, is it also okay to run, be an entrepreneur that's like makes a steady income that the mission of your life wasn't to be this huge chiropractor making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Can we also grant permission that like, maybe I know nobody wants to hear this. Like the workaholic three in me is like, fuck off Lauren. Don't even say that to me. So it's not for you, Heather. It's for anybody else. Um, but like, maybe, maybe you're just called to, you know, do this as like the source of income to fuel your life and your life might be to, you know, work in your church and pour into other people. It might have nothing to do with that. Maybe you're going to like create art and do it on Etsy. And like, that's your, I don't know. But like, you also have permission that chiropractic is not your identity and it's just your thing to fuel what your soul's purpose is. But Okay, you're not supposed to say that on a chiropractic uh, stage or podcast. So we're going to get back to like, at some point in time, I do believe that you will have the energy to step into wanting to grow. You just got to trust that if that's not what you're feeling called right now, it is okay. So there you go. That was the first half. The like, hey, you don't need to do anything. I love you. God loves you. Your friends love you. Your family loves you. And it's not because you are this killer chiropractor who's just like bringing in, you know, all the like uh, the vanity badges that we give people. I have this many associates. I see this many patient visits. I can do backflips and do tonal work. Mm, yeah. Okay. So 
Now let's talk to like what I think you wanted to actually get out of that question. So there is, well, let's talk about profitability, okay? Because you want more money. I'm just, I, I'm going to make an assumption here. I'm just going out there that you don't want an associate because you're feeling compelled to like mentor and lead. And maybe that's also kind of happening, but more money. That's what we want. And we just need to remember everyone. We need to remember that there is more than one path to more money. We go to the idea of like the flashy items of like more money means seeing more people. That is a path. But <laughs> I will say it, 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 it takes money to make money most of the time, most of the time. And we're going to go through, maybe it won't in your scenario. Um, just last month, I don't know what Kirby and I were doing. Like, we're just like hanging out on our front porch or something. And I'm just like looking off in the distance. And he's like, what are you thinking about? And I'm like, I am thinking about how we will never be as profitable as we were year two when I was still in that 800 square foot, tiny little building. I had two CAs um, and I was just me. And I was seeing like 300, 320 a week, just me. So like my rent was $400. Like our overhead was so low. Um, and he just smiled and he's like, yeah, we made a lot of money that year. So now do we make, do we like revenue wise, Blue Hills Chiropractic makes quadruple. I mean, I just pulled that like three times to four times revenue for sure. What we made that year. Lauren and Kirby Brunswick don't make more money. <laughs> we literally, I think like that year was kind of like this peak where, you know, we kind of needed to do something or we could have just stayed. We could have just stayed there and I would have had to accept that I wasn't going to grow more. I wasn't going to see more patient visits. Like I was capped out physically and mentally. I know other people can do 500 a week, a thousand a week, whatever. Um, I can't. I, no, we're not supposed to say can't. I choose not to. Uh, it is bad for my mental and physical health. So I could have chosen to stay there. And if I wanted to make more money, we I don't know how I would have increased my profitability there. That's probably not an option. But so where are you in this process? You know, check in and go, okay, I'm choosing to work I really wish I remember whether you said you work two or three days a week because that is, um, <laughs> keep bringing it up. Hold on. We're going to, we're going to check. Uh, so long, I'm in a place where I grow. I need to hire an associate because I have two littles at home and I can't work any more hours. Oh, you didn't tell me. You didn't tell me. That's why I don't know. So we'll say two and a half days. We'll say three days. We'll say three days a week. She's working. Um, so, you know, you're working this, you can't, you don't want to work more hours, which is fine. So can you change your rent situation? Do you own? Can you decrease your amount you're paying by subletting on the other days? You know, can you, you know, can you, if you're renting, can you move, can you be the hum, the subletter in another location? Maybe there's a yoga studio in town that has two rooms and the rent there would be half of what you're paying now. Um, look through like, 
your billing systems, your advertising systems, your marketing, you know, where can you increase your profitability? You know, look at home. Can, are there some easier swaps at home too, where you can really put the values that you have chosen for the season you're at right now, the prior, you and your family have decided that working more to see more people is not the path you're going to do. And that is great. So therefore you have prioritized either your mental health, your physical health, or your family. So we're going to go with your kids because that's what you brought up. You've prioritized your children right now in this season. And I think that's freaking awesome. So be okay with that. Be okay that that's the decision you've chosen. So, you know, if you can't make become more profitable at work that you can't see in this moment, are there things at home that you can change to fit with the, the values that you've chosen in this season in life? Um, and I know this is like, I'm going against what first world tells us we deserve. Okay. But like kind of going back, like we got to fact check ourselves a little bit. We get stressed about needing to make more money because we think that to be a good parent, you have to afford to take your children to Disney world multiple times. Disney world trips cost like 10, $15,000. Okay. Like, can you do it slightly cheaper? Probably, but like not a ton cheap. It's expensive. So like, do you want to spend quality time with your kids? Yes. I'm not saying don't take your kids on vacation, but maybe it's renting Lauren's Airbnb for a much cheaper price. <laughs> joking, joking. But like, look, and like, you know, did you buy, oh my gosh, every time I talk truth into people, um, I just laugh because I want you to know it's a lot easier to give you advice than take it. I just, I need you to know that I am so much better at giving you advice than walking this path on my own. But this is about you, not me. Uh, because what I'm about to suggest is like, maybe you just bought a, a Tahoe <laughs> and it was really expensive, but you needed to replace your car that died. And maybe your Tahoe's car payment is really expensive. But then your husband brings up, well, hey, in order to make our monthly budget more comfortable, we could trade in the Tahoe and get an older SUV. And you're like, hell no, Kirby, I'm keeping the Tahoe. Um, just, just an example that might pop up in your life. I don't know. It might've happened in mine in the last two months. Um, but I'm just saying like, check in. I know that's a hard thing to swallow because what we look at is like, I failed. I couldn't afford. No, if you choose to like, listen to me now, like Missy Elliott style, if you choose to go against the societal pressures to make more money, to afford fancier things, because you are choosing to put quality time with your family as a first, as a first priority, that is okay. So go through your home, See where can you, cause like, dude, if you can find an extra 200 bucks a month or, you know, like those things add up. Like if, if I told you, you know, if you can figure out how to become $2,000 more profitable a month. Okay. And you don't do any changes to your, to like hiring someone. 
But and you're like, okay, so you're going to make $24,000 more this year. It's not as exciting as if you looked at your tax return and your top line revenue was $24,000 more, right? Like it's, it's more exciting. We're told and trained that like, mate, you have to make more money. That's the thing. But it's like, well, what if you're just more profitable? What if your number that you report to the IRS, um, as far as your like revenue doesn't change? What if it's less money, but you actually took home more because of changes. Like we need to be okay with that also being super sexy, okay? Because to me, like, heck yeah, you made some real cool decisions. Um, Because the fact of the matter is, associates are very expensive. (laughs) I hope none of my docs are listening right now, but like they're very expensive, especially the new ones, uh, because it's competitive out there. Maybe it used to be easier to get a cheap one. I, okay, I'm going to stop right now and change my verbiage going forward because it's getting a little like slavery icky and I didn't mean it that way. Um, I'm not talking about them as people. And Okay, so rewind. Kirby, you don't have to edit all that out. Everyone's going to grant me grace and I'm going to go forward being better with my language. So you used to, as an owner, be able to hire an associate doc and get away with not paying them very much. Um, and that's just the fact of the matter. And you've got to, okay, there's really no way to get away from this sounding like slavery. We're getting better as associates. Anyways, the old is in the past. Now you pay for what you are getting and you value like their work ethic and you pour into them financially and emotionally. And they're not just your little workhorse because there are plenty of great job opportunities that exist now across the country. And this generation is willing to move across the country. They're not so bound to like, no, I have to work in this town. Like the world is their oyster. And so they're looking at quality job opportunities. So therefore, um, it's hard to find an associate willing to accept a job and you need to you know, kind of give out a real good looking offer to get somebody. So that being said, like there's just, it increases your overhead. So you said it in your question of like, oh, if I get an associate though, now I have to make more money. And this is like, Kirby's going to cringe because like, this is bad math, but like, it's not dollar for dollar. Okay. It's not that you get an associate and let's say you pay them $60,000 a year. Okay. With like bonuses. Well, you probably also, you, you might do some 401k stuff and you also probably give them, um, some other perks. Um, you know, we pay for continuing ed and they'll practice and other stuff. So, and then there's also taxes. It costs money to have an employee. So a $60,000 employee may actually cost you like 80,000 or more to, to employ. So that being said, we kind of go back to the, like, do you, do you want an associate right now? Um, so I was talking to someone a few, like a month ago and they came up and they worked in Iowa and they're a chiropractor in Iowa and they're talking to me and they're like, um, you know, can I ask you some questions? And I was like, only if you buy me a coffee. No, I'm kidding. I didn't say that. Um, 
I was like, only if you're buying me the coffee level at Patreon. I also didn't say that. Patreon didn't exist back then. For It did, just not for me. So anyways, I digress. So I'm talking to her and she's like, you know, I just, I need to find an associate. And I'm like, okay, yellow flags go up anytime someone says I need to find an associate because of everything I've said for the last 42 minutes. Um, and I'm like, okay, tell me more. And she's like, well, I'm adjusting like 550, 500, 600, like somewhere in there a week. And I'm just, I can't, I can't physically see more. And we've got this waiting list. And like, I take off a day to go to continuing ed, you know, and then I had to adjust like 230 people the day before. And I'm just like, wait, damn girl. And I'm like, you're adjusting 500 to 600 people. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, are you exhausted? And she's like, yeah, kind (laughs) of, you know, like, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. She's like, you know, I just, it's fine. She's like, I could keep doing this, but like, I want to be able to take a vacation and I want to be able to like do this. And I want to be able to get the people in, but we're, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you do need an associate. You, she didn't need me to agree with her, but I was like, yeah, okay. You do need an associate. So this is all in my opinion, but like, ultimately, are you fully booked Heather? Like, are you like on a waiting list? Are you leaving money on the table? Because what we think happens, we think at like when it's time to get an associate, if I bring in a second set of hands, the hands will attract the people and we will see more people. And I, you know, I will say expansion of hours sometimes increases adding additional hands sometimes increases, but it's a much better way to go. Like I have the people I don't, I don't have the time to serve the people who are coming. This is kind of that wait list. So if you're not fully booked yet, I would say work on that profitability, work on making more money, with and like allowing your schedule to fill up that way you don't necessarily need to work more hours just work on filling up that space with people or you know just increasing that profitability um you know now yes let's say that you're like yeah i am pretty damn booked like kind of wait list here uh something needs to happen so now if that's where you're at sure put out an ad Um, but like also keep in mind how much you're going to need to grow. You're going to need to grow quite a bit to make more money. And it may be not something that you want right now. So let's just say that you're like, well, I still think I'm going to keep feelers out there for like the universe to send me the greatest associate ever. Fantastic. Cool. Um, but in the meantime, if you are on this wait list and you don't want to work more hours, then I would definitely say go back and listen to the episode where it said like six things to do while you're waiting for an associate. Um, I don't know if there was six, but Kirby will drop that episode in the show notes. It was semi-recent, like within the last three months. Um, But it was like basically what to do to streamline your systems while you're waiting. So for instance, can you hire a CA to do everything possible? Guess who is cheaper (laughs) than a doctor and easier to find a CA. So if currently you are a one man show or it's you and one CA, um, you know, can you hire a second CA and train them to do new patients? 
like, you know, you'll hear in that episode that I talk about, like I still stepped in, but like a new patient situation took me at, at the most stressful of times, like three minutes. Um, I, that's not the ideal. <laughs> Tony Ebel like messaged me after listening to that episode and was like, yeah, you might need to, you know, to keep going with everything, except maybe spend a little more time with your new patients. I'm like, yep on it. So now it's like 10 minutes. Um, but ultimately, you know, like if you're in this period where you're fully booked and you're looking at increasing your profitability, instead of hiring a doctor, hire a tech type person, you know, that you can pay less. They're still super happy. They're getting great compensation for their level of education, but you're the one, you know, like that's going to increase the number of adjustments that you can do on the limited hours that you're already working. Um, you know, are you doing scans? Teach your C, have a CA do scans. Literally have a CA do everything possible except for, except for adjusting. Cause that's, that's not possible. Um, and I still really like day two is mine. I don't, I don't know if any docs out there have a CA doing a day two because they're like, yeah, you know, like, oh, cool. I don't, I don't, see why you couldn't if you hired a master communicator who like understood your clinic and how to communicate like there's really no reason as long as you're telling them like okay based on this i'm recommending um 24 visits you know like i don't know i i i have not done that yet and i don't know that i want to but you could you totally could um even better oh my gosh here's another idea what if so let's say you have one ca what if you automated a lot of your systems so the CA you already employ gets freed up with time to start doing the things we just talked about? So instead of hiring an entire second CA, what if you um, got something like SCED? that like scheduling and retention app? So we started using that in clinic. It's my favorite. I'm not going to lie. Um, I've been with a couple different ones and this one is hmm, different. It's different. And it is there. I think they're like motto is it replaces a CA. And I was like, does it? Yeah, it does. The reports and stuff that you can do with that automated scheduling retention, you know, um, we just rolled out scheduling. So like, instead of having your patients needing to call the office to change the time of their appointment and you're, you know, needing a CA to be there to answer the phone, like in order to free up that CA to go in and do the scan so you can be adjusting six more people or two more people or 20 more people during that time. Do you see how like, look, you barely spent any more money, but you made yourself able to see X more people in that day. So that would be my recommendation. So you, you asked for mindset help. We're going to like kind of bring this home. Ultimately, be where you're being called to be. Please do not compare what you're doing, the choices that you have made. Like if you are listening to what you're being called to do, it is the right thing for you right now. Okay. But you can't make decisions that are right for you and then compare your business to other people who are making decisions that were right for them or that are right for them right now. You also can't compare to people who are 10 years ahead of you. That's a big thing for me is I'll compare myself. I mean, duh, the Airbnb, 
the, the other people, the dome home on social media, right? Like you can't compare yourself to someone's clinic who maybe they've been in practice the same amount of time, maybe even less. And you're like, oh, how are they doing that? And they're in practice half as long. Are they, do they have kids? Like, do they have a husband who's willing to be the stay at home parent? You know, that's our situation. I am a freaking workaholic, but Kirby has given up corporate consulting to be the nurturing one who, so our kids don't feel that, you know, so like I feel a little better. Don't compare yourself to me. Like you would not be happy working as much as I do. It sounds like because the, because your children and you want to be there for them. Don't compare yourself to somebody who's in their fifties, whose kids are off to college already. Like that is still waiting for you. Okay. It is waiting for you when you are ready to pick that up, but be where you are right now and don't fall back. Hear this. Okay. Don't fall back on the old system of, well, in order to grow, you got to spend money to make money. Not necessarily. There are so like, be creative, like hold space for that. Sure. That, that option of hiring someone. Yep. That's there. Okay. That's what we've seen chiropractors do for decades. Like, this is how you scale. This is how you grow. You get more hands. Is there another way? Can you be creative and smart with your solution that doesn't increase the headache of having more employees doesn't increase your overhead? Um, because there's going to be this time where you are fired up about growth. Okay. It's going to happen. But if you have chosen to prioritize family, don't compare what your fruits are in this time to other people. Coincident. So I knew I was going to answer and be doing this question today. And coincidentally, I got an email. I get these notes from the universe and like, sometimes they're a little kooky. It's fine. Um, but today's was good. And it's why I keep subscribing because every once in a while I'm like, oh, that's good. And it said, dear Lauren, you're way ahead of schedule. You're way ahead. Okay. So Heather, you're ahead. What if you just thought about like, you're ahead of where God, spirit, universe intended you to be at this point. It's time to just let the rest unfold. He's got it from here. It's okay to coast. Coasting implies forward motion. We have such a negative connotation with a lack of revenue growth, patient visit growth. You know, like I said, what if you saw the exact same number of patient visits and your revenue stayed the same, but your profitability increased $30,000? That just wouldn't be as sexy, would it? It just wouldn't. You know, there's something in us that's like, no, I want more people. I want more this. Um, and so we look at growth only through that lens. But like, and so it's, if it's not that, then we're stagnant. And stagnation is death. And it's like, what if, you could coast. Coasting is moving forward. You are not ever stagnant. You're not. We need to eliminate that idea that just because things are not growing at the numbers and KPIs that we're choosing to measure, like it is impossible for you to be a human being on this earth connected with yourself, 
and what you're being called to do, it is impossible for you to be stagnant. Is it like just like, do you realize that just writing in and putting your thoughts and your, your, your feeling of being stuck into words, just writing that and putting that out there and seeking like help is growth. Do you see that that is forward motion in you thinking and wrapping your head around where you're at? It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. So please just, I hope, I hope so much, Heather, that you don't walk away and you're like, well, that was fucking not helpful. Thanks a lot, Lauren. Um, I hope that this helped. I really do. Um, for those that are not Heather, which is most of you, uh, share. I, if you loved this episode, I would love if you would share it on social media. I would love if you wrote us a review on Apple podcasts, it helps other chiropractors find the show. Um, if you want to be able to submit a question and budge right to the front of the line, like Heather did, um, she did it with integrity. She didn't like budge unethically people, uh, check out pa the Patreon link below. If you're still like, what the heck is Patreon? Check out the link below. You're not going to get charged just by looking at it and looking at the tiers. It's just so you understand a little more what the heck we're talking about going forward. So until next week, she slayers, I love you. And thank you so much for holding this space for me to talk to you and pour truth in you. Thank you so much for continuing to just hold grace for me um, in messing up and giving my opinion and, you know, talking the talk, but not walking the walk. Thanks for being here with me as I continue to try and listen to my own advice. And until next week, bye. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. <laughs>